0: Welcome to another episode of the Teaching Canada's History podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Campbell, and today we are speaking with the finalists for the 2023 Governor-General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Created in 1996, the award recognizes best practices in teaching Canadian history and is an opportunity to highlight the important work that teachers and students are doing to interpret and share the stories of the past. For more information about the Governor-General's History Awards, visit canadashistory.ca. awards Today, I'm speaking with Raman Sarai, an elementary teacher in special education in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome, Raman. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Well, let's jump right on in. Can you explain the project that you did with your students and the key elements or steps that they took? For sure. With
1: this project, I wanted my students to understand what it means to be Canadian, and that it's far from the stereotypical representation we often see in media. To understand, we did a guided inquiry into the experiences and contributions of Chinese Canadians. We started with a jam board to discuss what does it mean to be Canadian. We then discussed missing voices from Canadian history, and one of the voices we don't hear are those of Chinese Canadians. We looked at primary source photos of the building of the railroad. Students used observation and inferencing skills to understand the experience of early settlers who were Chinese Canadians. We explored the difference in treatment of Chinese workers and European workers during the building of the railroad through a matching and sorting activity. We then went on a virtual tour of Chinese Workers Railroad Memorial in Toronto. We also discussed the purposes of memorials and what they mean to people. And then students were tasked with creating their own memorial to thank and honor the Chinese workers for the building of the railroad. They had a choice to use a digital medium or they could use plasticine. My class this year loves art and hands on. So they each chose to do a plasticine and created a plaque of something that they learned. And this was the end of this unit for the grade, uh, for my grade, the students who were in grades four to six with who had significant learning needs. Um, The group I had from grade six to eight uh, also have significant learning needs, but we were able to continue a little bit further. We discussed how we could learn more about history through photographs. We focused on lessons on primary sources versus secondary sources. We used jam boards with primary sources to show our learning and worked as a collaborative group in real time. And we looked at three different versions of the last spike and looked at what could we observe and infer from those photos. We also played Kahoot games and scenario games to understand primary and secondary sources, and I modeled how to look at photographs and make those observations and inferences. We did one as a class and then the students were tasked with their own photos to make their own observations and inferences. I created three levels of analyzing primary resources worksheets to support the various levels of student learning. I have students who are not able to read, Um, so I I was able to modify the pictures for them to be able to access the curriculum. I created and modeled with pictures and a worksheet. I also, like I said, created a Google document for students to use assistive technology and also created a Google form as an exit ticket for students to demonstrate their understanding of how we can learn about history from primary sources through observations and inference skills. I wanted to give as many choices and levels of accessing this important information and allow students to analyze and make inferences at a level that supports their learning needs. We then learned about the Chinese Head Tax and Exclusion Acts through the slide deck and used primary source documents and videos. We also then watched the apology from the Government of Canada. Students also used primary source written works. Um, from Chinese youth to make inferences about their lives in early Canada. Students chose from the written works and made their own observation and inferences with assistive technology options built in. This included me voice recording each of the written primary sources so students could hear the information if they struggled with reading. Uh, And I also had students use speech to text to be able to share their analysis of the written work. And lastly, I did a digital choice board was created so students could facilitate self-guided learning. The last thing we explored as a group were the many prominent Chinese Canadians living in modern times so students could understand the contributions from the past to the present. The outcome was for students to have a true understanding of Canadian history through the history of Chinese Canadians and how these narratives are a part of Canadian identity. Furthermore, students learn the importance of primary sources to learn about history through their own observations and inferencing skills and how primary sources are a wealth of authentic information and clues to our past. We also explored ethical dimensions in history and how we Canadians can take responsibility and move forward.
0: It's clear that this project, you know, it's so centered around using evidence and using those yes. primary sources. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about how that is what really helps strengthen their historical thinking and perhaps the other historical thinking concepts that your students were able to utilize throughout this work? For sure.
1: So we, we kind of focused on three historical thinking concepts um, in this project. So the first one was historical significance. And why are we looking at this topic and why are the contributions of Chinese Canadians important and significant? So we discussed how we don't always hear everyone's story when we study history. And we discussed why the building of re- the railroad was significant to Canada and why it's important to hear the missing voices in Canadian history and that we don't always learn about it. And I use the theme of missing voices many times when teaching history and as a lens is focusing um, on history and social studies with my students. Like you said, we also focused a great deal on the primary source evidence. And I know from my own planning and researching, I found so many rich primary sources um, of Chinese Canadians contributions and other Um, different various groups of people within Canada, including within my own culture as well, uh, the Sikh culture, there's rich um, primary source and early settlers. And I think that's also really important to look at who are settlers and looking at that evidence and realizing how diverse it is and just being able to see all the different provinces as well and different archival groups that have all of this. Uh, so we, like I said, we focused a lot on that. So students learned how secondary sources, resources, sorry, are more like phone books when we look something up. Even though They might not know what a phone book is anymore, uh, where primary sources are looked at differently and we examine them in more detail for information. So we started looking at photographs as primary sources and examined them for information we could use to learn about Chinese worker experiences in Canada. Uh, and by looking at photographs, I think with a, uh, because my classroom is so specialized and they do have significant learning needs, that looking at photographs is an easy way for students to access the information and figure out observations they're noticing in any pictures that they're seeing. So I think using the photographs was a great way to, to help build students' confidence with being able to, to observe and analyze and figure out what's going on and, and what, what is this saying about history and this time period. Uh, Furthermore, we used primary source documents of quotes and letters so students could see how primary source written documents could be analyzed for understanding of lived experiences of Chinese youth in Canada in the early 1900s. And what I loved about that is using it with grades six to eight and finding that these are youth, they were able to connect in a different way because some of them may be similar in age or not that far away from that age level. And to hear how they were experiencing life in Canada at that time and what was happening to them and how they were made to feel made some connections for some students as well. Um, And then lastly, we also uh, looked at ethical dimensions in history. We explored the ethical judgment around the treatment of Chinese Canadians in history through their treatment in building the railway and through the immigration history involving the Head Tax and Exclusion Act. Students were appalled that Chinese people were treated this way. We discussed why this happened and issues around racism. We also discussed the government's responsibility to make things better and looked at the apology from the government as a starting point. We also ended our unit by showcasing the contributions of modern Chinese Canadians as a celebration of excellence. And I really wanted to weave that in as well and not always focus on sort of sometimes the negative stories. And yes, we need to hear the true history for sure, but then also bringing and connecting into the excellence that is there. And this deepened their understanding of primary source documents as a window into history and exploring ethical dimensions in history and allowed us to use these historical thinking concepts in other units of study in history and just looking at Canada at large.
0: I love how you scaffolded this project to the different levels and you've really adapted it to serve your students based on their individual needs and their learning. Um, What impact has this project had on your students' learning? And and maybe what are some of the outcomes that you've seen for, for your community?
1: So um, this, I feel like the impact is multi-leveled for the students in my class. So the nature of my classroom is quite unique. It's a day program in a hospital setting. And the students' primary focus is an intensive support in the areas of literacy and numeracy. But I also play uh, place an importance on social studies and find a way to weave it in. It's very important to me. So with this project and the use of assistive technology and various ways that I've been able to differentiate all students felt a sense of confidence and belonging, being able to access a curriculum that they may not have been able to without the use of technology and differentiation to support their literacy skills. Having students feel success in their learning when many have not had that experience in the past or felt in their words, dumb or not smart, it's so impactful. Moreover, learning about the true history of Canada and seeing that history is not always positive and that Canada has been guilty of exclusion and racism is important as they continue their learning of Canada and world history and allows them to be critical when exploring local and global issues in the past and current issues now. And through the use of those primary source images, it really connected for students to see the stories. And I've had some of the students even come back and be like, I love the way you teach this. It's like a story. And they know it's true. So it's not make believe, but it's but it it connects more so than having it in a textbook. And it comes alive for them when they see, I think, real photos, real people experiencing this, real written words. They can see the hardships they faced. And by looking closely at what it means to be Canadian, help students with their own identity, their own family history, and depending on their background, feel more connected or grounded in their connection and what it means to be Canadian. And by looking at missing voices from history and focusing on issues on inequalities and inequities, gives students the voice they needed to critically analyze other moments in history and in our current world climate. So be able to see how the the Chinese Canadians were treated this way, we can look at critically how other groups of people may have been treated in Canada in the past, but even now, and what does that mean? And overall, our community has gained greater understanding of what it truly means to be Canadian and how to analyze past events and what that means to them and how those skills can still be used to analyze current events and also within their own lives, give them the confidence to speak and voice their concerns when they either face similar issues or be allies to others facing discrimination.
0: Thank you so much, Ramin, for sharing more about this project and, and your classroom and this really valuable work that you've been doing. Thank you
1: so much for allowing me to share, and I'm just excited for everyone to learn more about it.